Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about overprotective fathers. Yes, no, maybe so. Need them, don't need them, want them, don't want them. I'm your girl, Lady Bounce. I'm Kryptonite. All right, so everybody's been talking about T.I., Yes. So go on, hit us with the mindfulness minute so we can get into this. Yes. We're going to talk about Mr. You can do whatever you like to anybody pretty much whenever he want to, including me. <laughs> but <laughs> we're not going to talk about that right now today. <laughs> we're going to talk about something else. <laughs> okay. Right now, we're going to talk about a larger context. All right. All right. I do not deny the analytic fact-based nature of my mind, but I place information in this larger context. As part of the natural networks in which humanity is situated. I strive to see the whole picture and not just one locality. The analytic active mind excels at examining situations from different angles, weighing the pros and cons and keeping detailed information. Increasingly, the analytic mind partners with the technologies like smartphones and computers. But this fact-driven approach does not truly succeed at putting information in this larger context. Zooming out to look at the human being situated within the networks of nature. Mindfulness and meditation help with this task of looking at things holistically, taking all of the data points and placing them within a larger frame of reference. This broad-minded style of inquiry is increasingly rare and much needed. You don't need to deny your fact-based analytic side in order to to practice mindfulness. When the factoids appear before your mind's eye, place them under suspension. Allow the information-based style of thought to remain there. See its findings arrayed before you, but avoid drilling down into any particular vein of inquiry. Strive to remain the observer of all that the mind surveys. Go into a restful, contemplative mode in which the analytic mind rests and the receptive mode takes over. So why did I pick this mindfulness thought? Well, because for today's topic, we will be talking about T.I.'s comments about his daughter, Deja, Mm -hmm. and the fact that he goes on yearly gynecological visits with her to make sure her hymen is still intact. So there's been a bunch of backlash about this situation. Mm -hmm. So that raises a question, and especially one where, you know, Say maybe a single mother may be involved or you don't even have to be a single mother. I suppose you could be a single mother that has a child and you can be a single mother that or or you can be a child that is a product of a single mother. Maybe Mm -hmm. your father just wasn't in your life. So is he being a nosy, controlling, manipulative parent or is he being a genuinely concerned father that's trying to protect his daughter? I say it's all of the above. With a little more protection than it is nosiness. I think it's, I mean, I agree. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that, that stands out is like, I read an article last year that was written by a young lady who did not use social media 
at all because her parents put her on social media. All that she said, you know, all of her highs in her life, all of her lows, all of her jokes, her funny moments, her awkward stages, her parents, you know, being parents, you know, you brag about your kids on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. They had done that to her so much that when she got of age to have social media herself and she saw all this stuff they put out there, she was like, my whole life has been, you know, put out for the world to see. I choose to be private and not be on social media because y'all already know too much about me as it is because of my parents. So in looking at it with that part of my brain. That was like some personal family stuff that you probably shouldn't have said. Well, no, I'm going to say not because of that situation. I'm going to say just because we're talking about a father taking his daughter to a gynecologist is why you shouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, there's one thing for your teachers, to, I mean, for your parents to be these proud people that just love you and adore you. And they just want to share every part of your life with the world because you're a wonderful individual. And then there is a father that gets on here and says, I check my child's virginity every year when I take her to the gynecologist. Yeah. Make sure that pretty little thing ain't been tampered with. Right. <laughs> but on the flip side, even in, in his case, his son goes on tour by himself. And, and is admittedly not a virgin. And is admittedly and not is a virgin. Much younger than his 18-year-old sister. Right. So. So now. Why the double standard? Why well, is it okay? But why has it always been okay? If I go out here tomorrow and I sleep with 100 guys, I am the thought pocket of the year. For sure. But if my counter male counterpart sleeps with 100 women he is, he is the, the man. man of the year for sure and i think you know a lot of the reason why um women and i'm gonna say that women are more promiscuous now because they are i mean you got this platform with social media where you can post news and you can be on instagram you can be an instagram hey, model my money maker you nope. can shake your behind and make you know video whatever <laughs> and women are finding um I think it gets I think the level goes up every all the time where women are finding their sexual freedom mm-hmm. and women are finding their voice sexually to just be and do what they want to do. And right. and I think for a, a lot of men, that is very scary and very intimidating. And especially when you are a mm. man such as T.I. with daughters, because let's not you no, know, let's not mince words. He's a hoe. You know yes. what I'm saying? He he I mean, you know, he he he, right. he cheats and he does his thing. And I ain't knocking that man that man day. That man is that man. I I hey, yep, for sure. Hi, T. What up, <laughs> what up bruh? Like <laughs> we can do whatever you like. No. <laughs> but no. But no, seriously though, I mean he is a man that appreciates the beauty of of a woman. And then he's and I mean, even when he's talking to the hoes in his music, he's being respectful about right. it. You know what I'm saying? He's respectful to the thoughts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He right. ain't outright just calling nobody a stank tramp bitch hoe or whatever. You know, he's not right. doing none of that, you know. But I also understand that him as a man that partakes in the luxury of such women that he doesn't necessarily want to ever believe that his daughter someone he raised will have such tendencies and thoughts and all that Mm. type but see no man does though there's not one man walking the face of this planet that wants to know his daughter has been sexually active even after she's married absolutely (laughs) fact as a I I can sit and say as a, a married mother of two 
I've had this same conversation with my daughter in regards to her father. And I told her, I said, it doesn't matter if you married Jesus himself. He's still not going to be good enough in your daddy's eyes for you. I said, your father has been good to me throughout our marriage and our relationship. But in my daddy's eyes, he's still not good enough for me because that's how fathers think. Mothers think that way, too. I mean, how many girlfriends has our brother had that mom just be like, I I don't like her, uh, her, her, because that is the nature of parents. Like nobody's good enough for your precious. And then, and then there's another thing too that we should address also is that there is no criticism or shade being thrown because there is no handbook that come with this parenting thing. No, it is not. And that, and that brings us to the other point. Him as a father, and we just gonna go ahead and say it because the black men get a hell of a rap for not being involved in their children's lives. Now we know more and more that that's just not the case. You go to downtown Dayton on most days and you gonna see a slew of men pushing baby carriages i know right you will you uh, you see a whole bunch of men with their babies so you know that's really that's really a myth that's you know and then that's a whole nother situation but the point is um you know we we hear all of this issues about oh black men not involved with their children and black and then now does he go a step too far maybe you know, maybe in some people's eyes, he does go to a step too, too far. But I'll say this as a single mother uh, of three sons and a daughter, mm. I will say that if my father would have taken uh, and I understand why he didn't and why he couldn't. You know what I'm saying? And he really shouldn't have to because our mother was there. But that's just not, that's not nothing that our dad was going to do anyway. Mm-mm. The most you're going to get is a ride. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I mean, but it, that would, how, how could that not deter someone from having sex at an early age? Whether it be from fear or from embarrassment and because you just don't want to let your, your father down. Right. You know, because you know he's got you on his pedestal. You don't want to let him down. Is there any, is there really anything wrong with that? I mean, and I guess it also would depend on the context. Like, we don't really know what happened that made him be like, okay, I'm going to start making sure. You know what I'm saying? And we don't know the conversations that took place after like, look, I just want you to make sure that you are with a guy that's going to value you. But we don't know the full context of of all of that. So right Right. now, you know, people are being really critical saying that he's invading her privacy and it's intrusive and it's wrong. But you can't tell somebody how to raise their child. Right. You know, in some Absolutely. cases that's unfortunate, but in some and cases you probably should keep your mouth shut anyway. But in and like you said, because he himself is is a self-proclaimed hoe in a lot of ways, he knows what's out here. He knows the pitfalls. He knows the right. slick talk that boys will come up with to talk you out of your panties. So like you said, we don't know the conversations that he's had with her or, you know, if he's put her up on game that boys will say anything, you know, to get it. And you are a prize and you shouldn't just, and you're the daughter of us, not just one, but two celebrities. Right. So both of your parents are celebrities. So no conversations are different. Yeah. So, and when it comes to having sex, especially because how many people would try to have sex with her just to say that they did. 
Well, yeah. You know. I mean, well, you know, yeah. And then there's some that's gonna do that anyway, just because well, they're assheads. Well, I mean, there's <laughs> there's that too. But I'm just saying, like, you know, we we don't know. But then also, if you a little further in that same interview, you know, he kind of says something that makes it more weird, and he goes, "Well, like, you know, well, who wants a virgin anyway? They're no fun." But I'm like, well, that's you, because he's that's his personal. Right. No, but I'm like, went, but see, you want to make sure your daughter stays a virgin. No, but then but you see, said virgins no, are no fun. See, so that's like, where that's where he goes from daddy mode to whole mode. See right. how? See right. how? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Right. See? Like in one instance, he's speaking strictly on a personal level. Right. And but then he that's goes, not but. He, but no, but that's not. But see, no man want no hoe. No man hoe <laughs> wants to think that anybody's going to do to his daughter what he what does, he does to other somebody else's daughter. daughter. Right. You know, <laughs> no man hoe wants to think that. So I can un- I understand where there are a whole lot of men that are like, T.I.'s doing the right thing and that's what right. he should be doing. And I can understand where there's a whole lot of women like that's some BS. But but I'm not going to say that it's I'm, I won't be like, oh, it's controlling. It's controlling behavior. I don't look at I don't look at it as being controlling behavior. I truly feel like and, and I only say this because I believe we have some insight as to his character and to as to how he raises his children because of the fact that they do have a show, a reality TV show yes. where we can really see the comings and goings of their daily lives and their their interaction with one another. Yeah. So seeing that show and being a fan of that show and seeing his character as a man, both good and bad. Yeah, I'm. I totally expect what's coming out of this man's mouth. <laughs> you right. know, you know the good and the bad. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, because he is chauvinistic. You know, what yeah. Because they played another clip of like a, a, a an interview where him and Tiny were together when he was saying he owns a portion of her box. Yeah, that like. But if you think about it, though, you have these people who are these these huge, you know, Christians and Bible thumpers. But it does say in the Bible that once you become married, that your body does belong to your husband. So, yeah, well, see, this is my problem with that because the Bible was written by a man. Right. But I'm just saying that. I mean, aside from the analytical reasons why it's total BS, but you have these people, if that is what you believe and you believe in the Bible and you believe what the Bible says and you take it for 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 this here. Then I don't see why everybody's having such a big problem. Well, with the what problem T. is that everybody is don't believe that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe see, that's that. the problem. Well, no, see, that's what it but, is, though. That's why. Because not everybody going to sit down and be like, well, that's what it says in the Bible. Look, yeah, because the Bible says listen, a lot of things that we choose, do the complete opposite you, of. Right. If you choose to believe what it says in the Bible, then feel free to do so. Right. But there are some of us that choose not to believe everything that was written down in that Bible. There right. are some things that just seem like it was the idea of something. Some guy <laughs> that was writing it at the time. Right. But, you know, far right. be it for me to be a Bible an- analytic right. critic. You know what I'm saying? Right. Know. You, 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 it's <laughs> you like know? anything else. It's you, a feeling. <laughs> you take the pieces that make sense to you and you... And you roll with it. And, and that's roll pretty it much you all you... Can't life. nobody really tell you what was meant by who, for right. real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can guess all day long if we want to, but no. Okay. I'm going to get off of that. <laughs> so when it comes to this to to this parenting thing in general, but especially black fatherhood, there is this fine line that I feel like men have to toggle. If I don't do this, then I'm a horrible father. But if I do this, then I'm going too far. 
So where do, um, you know, where, but like, like in the case of T.I., you know, everybody, you know, people are on one side. Oh, he's a great dad for doing this. No, he's a terrible dad and he's controlling. He's doing this, that and the other. But would you rather have a dad that's involved like that or a dad who ain't nowhere to be found? Well, see, that's the thing. You don't, there's no toggling. You are either going to be a parent or you're not. And you're right. just going to do that to the best of your ability. Now, if this man feels like taking his daughter to a gynecological visit is going to ease his woes about what his daughter is doing. You know, somebody might want to tell him about the mental repercussions it's going to have on his daughter. Right. Especially if he decides to get on national radio and and air that information. Right. You know, she may feel a certain way about that. Yeah, she may be slightly embarrassed. Yes, which I feel like, really, I mean, there are some things that that everybody just don't need to know. Right. That's just one of those things. And next time he might want to think about a story before he decides to tell it, you know. Right. Well, they ask him. They they ask him, has he had the, the talk about sex with his well, daughter? Yeah, that thing is just say yes. And, right. He could have said yes or, you know, but, but I, see, I put my was, daughters up on game and, you well, know. Well, see, the thing is, T, I mean, but T.I. is T.I. He's a showboaty guy. So yes. he's going to show And he's clever. But this is what, like, this, this is how I'm going right. to make this, sure the situation, which, right. you know, whatever. He's still my fantasy baby daddy, so whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know that that's you know that and ain't there's no parenting handbook that comes with this. So we do the best that right. we can with what we have. And some people, some people rule with an iron fist. You know, some people put the fear of God into the chest. Some people guilt the. I don't think this was a situation of putting any type of fear into this child because that's not. The life that she lives. He doesn't right. rule his children like a tyrant or nothing. I believe right. it was a situation of I I put a lot of trust in you and I believe in you and and I don't want you to let me down. It's a guilt trip, basically. It's right. a guilt thing, you know. But because he he does he does need to respect that there are some boundaries that with you know, with girls you just you know, you if he yeah. was a single father, maybe it would be different. Right. But since he's not you got to take a different path. Well, I mean, that. and I, I cannot lie, but one of the, the things that was a t- deterrent for me for having sex, you know, at a young age was the fear, the talk that we all got. If you get pregnant, you out. You can't bring no babies in this house because in my naive mind, I thought every time you had sex, you was going to get pregnant. So yeah, I was well, like, oh my God, at don't. least it worked for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm saying in terms of I'm sorry mama (laughs) I'm saying in terms of just having sex willy nilly like the way that these kids now are so free with you know I think the only I think really honestly the only reason why kids are the way that they are about sex really is because of the internet like I really do think that because it's so free it's so out there and and then then another thing too is there's also different um avenues in which to have sex so there are people that will walk around be like i'm i'm a virgin i haven't had sex but that just means they haven't had vaginal sex that don't mean you can't put in every other orifice in their body somebody said that about ti's daughter in one of the the comments and uh -uh. (laughs) i gotta i gotta find it but there was a meme on facebook that was like uh it had ti on one side and was like let me check your hymen and then the other side was like a superimposed picture of his daughter and said, fine, because I've been doing anal. <laughs> and I fell out. I said, the 
bitch, Inter- wouldn't that be just a hitting, a, a kick in oh the night? Is that what the, I said, the internet and, is undefeated. It, it, it has it no so, chill. That's wrong. <laughs> but wouldn't that be just a kick in the, in the nuts, though, for him? And be like, I, yeah, I've been on top of it. She ain't doing nothing. And to find out she been doing anal all this time. And that's probably the the, the definition of autism. <laughs> of being able to take it anal. You a champ. You a champ. You doing that one. <laughs> you a keeper. <laughs> but anyway, though, but seriously, though, I mean, yeah. if you remember not too long ago, they was doing the dang on um, show like on 2020 or Dateline or something. Where they were talking about all these teens in the suburbs that was sexually active and promiscuous. And there was mm-hmm. like a school where there was a there was a sexting, yes. jumping off. Everybody had pictures of everybody and yeah. they was doing makeout parties. But nobody was having vaginal sex. Everybody was taking it anally and giving blowjobs. Right. Like you... You know what I'm saying? And then the, why do we treat sex like such a taboo? I believe that like we are the only country really. Yes, we that are. That really that we, talks we treat about it, treat it the way where we do. Like it's bad. Because of the way that we we treat it except that way. For maybe what um I mean, I'm going to say except for a Muslim country, but that's because of you hear about the burqas and Well, that's only for the, women though. They don't they don't do it that way for the males, but for the women, yeah, it is, you know, purity and you know stay covered be covered or whatever but even in that country sex is not taboo they just want to control women and sex but for the men it's always just so weird because it's yeah. like who are they gonna do it to but let me tell you right i did watch a show and they're doing it to each other now oh. it's a show it's it's on netflix and see, I didn't know that I would be referencing this show, so I don't know what the name of the show is. Oh, <laughs> but I, I think it's I think it's called like how gay is Iraq or how gay is Afghanistan. It's something to that effect. And it was a documentary about a gay man who was from uh Britain. He yeah, he actually is from Britain, but he went to um his home country and I believe his parents fled from there and they went to England and that's where he was raised. Wow. I'm not sure that he was born there, but I believe that's where he was raised. And he went back and he just wanted to see what the culture was because he is gay. And so he went back and he talked to people that were oh, gay yeah, and Yeah, and then yeah, and, but there is a whole there is a whole nightlife that jumps yeah, off of Well no, listen, no, listen. There's a whole nightlife that jumps off of straight men who go downtown and have sex with other men until they can find a woman to have sex with. Wow. They don't consider themselves homosexual or gay because they like women they just don't have one right now well tank said you can you can no he did not i heard that and he, he didn't say that he it said was taken out of context you can give you can give it and not be gay and it was taken out of context he didn't quite say that but don't don't ask me to repeat it because yeah, that's I'm, the part of the moment too. and i never i never like looked it up because I don't like. Well, tanks. I heard it was a breakfast. I heard the breakfast yeah, like, club. I'm not a fan of tanks. So I really don't care. Yeah, I really. So I was. I'm like, if he's yeah. gay or not gay, he makes, could get it too. Though he's he's fine. It makes me no never. No, I don't think. But he's I'm gay. not gonna say he can. Well, that's only if. Never no. mind. I'm about to get but into anyway. some political. Somebody gonna be right here like so, you're homophobic. So because <laughs> because in this country that we do treat sex as such a bad and taboo thing, that is why the kids gravitate to it. 
because we've made we've it always, like, we always don't, don't do, do that don't, don't do it don't do it such a bad thing don't you know what i'm saying and we but, shouldn't do that it's a part of life and we got to stop teaching it, our it kids is. this because we do make it seem like oh what's this wonderful alluring thing that i'm not supposed to do and then right. I, and I have all of these feelings and I blah blah blah, blah, blah. so you know and then you can't you know tell it. them not to feel their feelings or, right. you, or you can't tell them to shut their hormones off just because no. they teenagers the, it don't work that way the best thing to do um is to have good communication with your children regarding sex like i'm not naive to say that my children will never have sex you know right but i hope that when the time comes when they feel like they're ready that i've given them enough information that they make the right decisions when it's time to do it as opposed to me saying no you better not and don't don't you look at that girl and don't you like it and don't you look and, at that and, boy. And, and yeah, yeah and that's just, really that's all but and, and that's all we can do with anything as parents you know what i'm saying we are supposed to guide them and right. rear them into the a good direction in the right direction the direction that we feel is best for them but in the end the ultimate choice as to which direction they take is theirs right whichever they whatever they decide we can to only do. hope that they that they're taking the, the knowledge and the things that we've given them right right and you know one day one day my me and my daughter was sitting and talking and she was and we was talking about something I don't, i'm not sure but she was saying to me she was saying mommy why do you always tell me these things when we're together and i say because baby mommy work a lot and i can't always be with you but that don't mean that you can't hear my voice just because i'm not there so if you ever think about doing something i want you to think about us talking and what you think i might say in case I was there, I want you to think about what I would Ooh, want you to do. That's creepy. No, <laughs> no, that ain't no. Hey, because it's like I can't. Be, I believe that that's true. I can't always be there with you, but if you you can't always be there with your kids. No, you can't. But that doesn't mean that your voice can't be heard just because your presence isn't there. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, you know. Somebody will always stop and think if you talk to them enough, somebody will always stop and be like, what will such and such do? Or that's, you know, that's just like the whole thing about him taking his daughter to a gynecologist. Yes, he checks once a year, but he can't be there every minute of the day when she makes a choice. So what he's thinking, well, no, hold on, but no, well, we're going to hope that too. But at least even still, though, we still, still in the back of her mind, she still is thinking, ooh, my daddy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to disappoint my daddy. I don't want you even right. still, even though he's not there, you know, whether he goes to another gynecologist visit or not. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's that still that's still going to be something that's going to weigh in her decision as to whether or not, you know what I'm saying? She has sex. Then again, she just might be like, woohoo! <laughs> right? Like, eyes free! Like, uh, <laughs> Catholic girls or you know Catholic school girls that are oh they was talking about that too the like they the worst yeah like, like they when the she worst, get out it's gonna be a wrap alright so let's get into some brain science right quick where we wrap this whole thing up so five problems that kids with overprotective parents are likely to experience in adulthood so while you are being helicopter parent to your children there's brain science behind this that shows it is not always good so number one they have more health problems Helicopter kids are more likely to have health issues in adulthood, and they found that most helicopter kids never learn how to manage their health because their parents always told them when to go to sleep, when to exercise, and what to eat. 
Intrusive parents often worry excessively about their kids' health and provide constant reminders about what to do and what not to do. Dang. So maybe not always good to go to the doctor with your daughter. (laughs) Number two, they feel entitled. Helicopter parents dote on their kids so much that they tend to think they are the center of the universe. And that notion that they're extra special doesn't go away when they turn 18. Researchers found that helicopter kids grow up feeling entitled and are more likely to agree with statements such as I demand the best because I'm worth it. And people like me deserve a break every now and again. Hmm. Other studies consistently link a sense of entitlement to chronic disappointment and ongoing suffering in life. Wow. Number three, they have emotional problems. Helicopter kids grow up without learning how to regulate their emotions because their parents did that for them. If they are sad, their parents cheer them up. If they are angry, their parents calm them down. Their lack of emotional regulation skills becomes a big problem once they leave the nest. Hmm. Kids raised by helicopter parents are more likely to be depressed, and they also report less satisfaction with their lives overall. Number four. They rely on medication. Helicopter kids aren't used to tolerating discomfort. Their parents shielded them from pain and prevented them from dealing with hardship. In addition, they're used to immediate gratification. And that will explain why they are so quick to reach for medicine to have their pain resolved and they want it resolved now. Mm. So they're pill poppers? Wait. <laughs> and number five they lack self-regulation skills helicopter kids don't grow up with as much free time as other kids their environments are usually highly structured and their time is closely regulated without opportunities to practice managing themselves they lack the skills necessary to reach their goals mm, adults who grew up with helicopter parents are less likely to possess the mental control and motivation that they need to succeed Other studies have drawn similar conclusions that helicopter kids grow up to procrastinate and they lack the initiative and motivation to succeed. So what can you do about it? Monitor your tendency to hover. Helicopter parents intend to help their kids succeed, but ultimately hovering robs kids of the mental strength they need to reach their greatest potential in life. Of course, letting your kids make some mistakes, allowing them to fail and giving them opportunities to solve their own problems requires you to be mentally strong, too. So it's important to work on building your own mental muscle so you can help your kids develop the skills they'll need to become happy, healthy, responsible adults. So with that being said, your self-care assignment for this week is don't be a helicopter parent, take a youth, mentor them, talk to them, but don't hover. And don't intimidate. Like, let, don't let your kids, yeah. don't scare your children. No. Let them, let them be able to, let them know that they can genuinely talk to you about anything. Because if you don't remember anything else, remember that you were once their age and you would have loved to have someone grown that you could come talk to and Absolutely. just get some good advice from. I like if it. you didn't have that. <laughs> and with that being said, you can catch us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know if you're doing your self-care assignments because self-work matters. First, love yourself and everything you do. And we'll see you next week. Peace. All right, y'all.